Welcome to the Centennial College podcast, season six, The Future of PR Looks Like Us. Join our team of students in the Centennial College Public Relations and Corporate Communications program. This is the first of three episodes where we have partnered with the Canadian Council of Public Relations Firms to explore diversity and inclusiveness in the PR industry. We will be looking at the past, present, and future through the eyes of experienced and emerging PR professionals and students who are interested in the profession. Today's episode is on PR's diverse past. We will be featuring work done by Jerome Katenge, Mike Grishin, and Greer Reinax, all students of Centennial College's Bachelor of Public Relations program. They will be discussing the diverse voices who have shaped the PR industry into what we know it as today. Before we dive into their work, we would like to recognize that this month, February, is Canadian Black History Month. So today, we will focus on the diverse figures of the past who have shaped the PR industry. We would like to acknowledge the Black PR pioneers as highlighted in work done by the Museum of Public Relations. Today, you'll be hearing about the PR pioneers of Joseph V. Baker, Moss Kendricks, and Inez Kaiser. All three are Black PR pioneers who revolutionized the industry and fought for representation in their personal and professional lives. Let's begin with a profile of Joseph V. Baker by Jerome Katenge. Joseph V. Baker was born in 1908 in Abbeville, South Carolina. He was the youngest of nine children. He was described as a slight man. This was because of a disability which resulted in him having one leg shorter than the other. Uh, However, he was described as a happy child who used to run around with his crutches all day playing baseball. He never uh, let his disability hold him back, uh, something you could say that applied to all the aspects of his life in the future. He wasn't going to let uh, anything stop him from striving and achieving his goals. He went on to be the first African-American to write for the Philadelphia Inquirer, which was one of America's oldest and most credible publications. Following his time at the Inquirer, Joseph V. Baker went on to start his career in PR. He worked as a PR consultant for the Pennsylvania Railroad, and it was with this experience that led him to start up his new PR firm, Joseph V. Baker and Associates, in 1934 at the age of 26. This was the first ever black-owned PR firm in the USA. Once Joseph V. Baker started his PR firm, we start to see his rise to success. Baker's client list was one that was envied by many. It included some of America's biggest corporations, such as NBC, DuPont, U.S. Steel, American Tobacco, the Associations of American Railroads, Procter & Gamble, and Chrysler. What separated Joseph V. Baker from the pack was that he worked with these companies and persuaded them to feature black people in their advertising. He did this to integrate the black community into the PR marketing conversation. He also encouraged these companies that hiring black workers was a surefire way to generate a greater brand loyalty. He used his life experience and his ethnicity to vastly improve the campaigns for his clients, appealing to a larger audience group that may have been previously ignored and opening a new marketing stream for these companies as well. 
A quote from a former employee, Kendall Wilson, said that more than anyone else, James V. Baker opened the eyes of the corporate community to the black consumer market, being a pioneer in this field. He was the first African-American president of the PRSA in 1958, as well as being the first African-American to earn an accreditation in PR designation. This just solidifies how he continued to pave the way for the future African-Americans to excel in the career of PR and be a great role model. Joseph V. Baker is essentially an unknown African-American civil rights pioneer. It is stated that Baker had a deep passion for PR and wanted to motivate and drive others to share his passion. He was very focused on helping young people getting started in their careers, particularly young African-American women. The legacy that Joseph V. Baker has left behind has changed the PR landscape in an enormous way. He led the way to not only diverse campaigns to be showcased, but also diverse workforces for large corporations. I believe without Joseph Baker's courage and groundbreaking ideas, we wouldn't have the Nike ads or the H&M ads that prominently feature people of color or even in the current environment we find ourselves in now, where we see companies of all walks diversifying staffs and creating more opportunities for diverse stories to be told and featured as part of their brand. And we hope that diversity is the propeller that will launch PR forward, and we hope that it continues to break ground on new ideas in the industry. Next, we'll be hearing a profile of Moss Kendricks done by Mike Grishin. Moss Kendricks showed in which way the PR professionals should lead their work, in the way that helps people. So, who is Moss Kendricks? Moss Hiles Kendricks was born in Atlanta, Georgia on March 8, 1917. He spent there the majority of his early life. As claimed by PR Museum, in 1939 he graduated from Atlanta's Morehouse College, and during the studying years he has worked at college newspaper and co-founded the first journalism society for black students. After two years, the United States was involved in the Second World War, and Kendricks was drafted to the U.S. Army. During the Army period, he has worked for Treasury Department in the War Finance Office, and after the war, in earlier 1950s, the meeting of his life happened. The meeting was with the Coca-Cola brand when Mr. Kendricks came to the company's office and presented the plan. How? to promote the brand to African-American consumers. Coca-Cola hired him, and as the time showed, it was the right decision. Let's look how most Kendricks changed the view of buyers and attracted more attention from the African-American market. His plan was built around Jackie Robinson, the first black player that entered modern baseball. There were two corps organized, the Jackie Robinson Bad Boy and Girl Good Citizenship. Boys and girls age 14 or under could enter the course by submitting short good slogans. Each boy or girl who submitted the slogan got a certificate and a button with the sign of Robinson on both of them. The advertising of this campaign was focused on Afro-American press, newspaper and magazines. Parents of participating kids were impressed by such venture from Coca-Cola, because many children kept the certificate throughout their life in a memory of their favorite player. Also, there was another campaign with Jackie Robinson called the Coca-Cola Leading Negro Citizens Contest. Boys and girls between the ages of 14 and 18 have answered through essays the Robinson's question. Who are America's 12 leading Negro citizens? For the best essays, awards were intended. This contest 
brought a huge amount of attention to the company from African American community. Besides the attention, public relations involving youth tend to cultivate future markets. Just think about the scale of Kendrick's projects. He not only attracted the current consumers, but also formed the next generation of them. It's incredible! And let's look what's the long-term effects of most Kendrick's working. According to the Marion Nestle's book, Soda politics taking on big soda and winning, during 1940s to 1950s, many black celebrities were involved to the soda's advertising, and especially most Kendrick's projects paved the way for soda companies' response to the civil rights movement. This movement was about making product accessible to African-American customers, opening jobs in companies, and doing businesses with the companies owned by African-Americans. Most Kendrick's impacted a lot, and what's more interesting, his legacy lives these days. As mentioned by PR Museum, in 1953 he launched the National Association of Market Developers and the company is still in operation. Kendrick's son, Moss Kendrick Jr. claimed that the association was viewed by his father as a support for minorities in the public relations field. Overall, he impacted the civil rights movement, affected the diversity issues in advertising and influenced the public relations field. So. How is related to modern days? Many people don't want to speak about minorities even today, when most Kendricks did it 80 years ago. And all I wanna say is, we have to speak. If we won't speak, nobody will listen. Finally, we will be hearing about Inez Kaiser. This profile was written by Greer Reinex and is being read by Sarah Hyman. Inez Kaiser was a fierce, determined African-American woman. She fought for black businesswomen up until the day she passed away in 2016, from starting her own public relations firm to never backing down from anyone or anything. She broke down barriers for many public relations professionals of color. Innes Kaiser was born on April 22, 1918 in Kansas City. This was only 53 years after the end of slavery in America and 36 years before the civil rights movement. Needless to say, this would not have been an ideal time for a woman of color to grow up. This is not something Kaiser would let stop her from achieving her goals. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve, were the words Innes Kaiser chose to live her life by. She was determined. When she was ready to pursue post-secondary education, it was a time when African Americans were not allowed to gain a higher education. Regardless, she applied to Pittsburgh State Teachers College of Kansas, where she received her bachelor's degree in education. She said in an interview recorded by the Museum of Public Relations in New York, The sewing teacher told us to all go home. She didn't want any black students in her class. I told her I wasn't going anywhere, and I stayed right there and got my degree. She was determined to pursue higher education and would not let her skin color be a barrier. She had high hopes for herself and continued with her education by receiving a master's degree from Columbia University and an honorary doctorate from Lincoln University. After pursuing her post-secondary education, Innes Kaiser taught home economics for 26 years in Kansas City. In the mid-1950s, she began a fashion column titled Fashion Wise and Otherwise that was run in African-American papers. She covered fashion shows in New York, California, and Paris, and has also used her column to voice her want for designers to not only showcase white models, but models of color as well. 
She demanded more representation in fashion then, and society continues to demand more representation today. In 1957, Ines Kaiser decided she was done with teaching. This was when she decided to pursue a career in public relations, a field suggested to her by an editor at the newspaper she wrote her columns for. This again came with many complications because of her skin color. When looking for office space, real estate agents kept telling her there were no spaces available. She then informed them that if she did not get a space by the next day, she would contact NBC, CBC, and ABC to see the discrimination in Kansas City. She immediately received her space without ever having to contact a news outlet. This was the start of Ennis Kaiser and Associates. In 1957, after quitting her job as a teacher, Ennis Kaiser started her own public relations firm. Ines was the first African-American woman to head an agency with national clients. 7-Up was Ines's first major account, landing it due to her honesty and integrity. Her career then began to lead to her many successes. Kaiser was the first African-American to join the Public Relations Society of America. A 1997 resolution read, Kaiser's public relations firm has earned a reputation that even few majority firms achieve. She remains well-respected for her ability to lobby passionately for what she believes is right. Inez was well-respected for her public relations skills, as well as her ability to stand up and speak out for what she believes in. She became a trailblazer for African-American women in the industry and civil rights activists. Not only did Inez Kaiser pave the way for African Americans, but she is one of the women who helped open more doors for other females trying to enter the public relations field. Inez is one of the pioneers of media that made it possible for other women to join the field. Inez Kaiser represented a group of people who needed a voice. They needed to be heard, and she listened. She was willing to push to the extreme to get what she wanted. She persevered and pushed others to their limit. She created an impressive career for herself while struggling for basic rights that she was denied due to her skin color. Because of her struggles, she has helped minimize the struggles of other African-American people and women trying to enter the industry. She was a determined civil rights activist and businesswoman who never backed down. Thanks for joining us for episode one of The Future of PR Looks Like Us on the Centennial College podcast. This topic is important in helping us recognize how diversity, equity, and inclusivity played a role in the past. We see that it had high value in helping the Black community survive and pave the way for communicators of the future. Join us next week when we share new stories, hearing from recent graduates and PR professionals on what diversity in PR looks like now make sure to subscribe to the Centennial College podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.